Hi, this is Zach Weiner. Uh, I am a writer and teacher and the author of What We Never Had, out now on Rare Bird Books. Today I'm joined by Joshua Moore, the author of five novels, including Damascus, uh, Fight Songs, Some Things That Meant the World to Me, Termite Parade, and his most recent novel, All This Life, uh, which won the Northern California Book Award. His latest memoir, Sirens, is out on $2 Radio in January. He's also the founder of Decant Editorial, which offers online editorial services and online creative writing classes. Ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Moore. How's it going, Josh? Good morning, Zach. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? It's a very cold day up in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. But I'm coming to from my uh, private studio in a Subaru Outback, so it's very fancy. <laughs> I'm told those have terrific resale value. That's what I hear. I'll let you know in a few years. <laughs> right. uh, hey, you know, as we're diving in, I wanted to... Uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you right off the jump, because I, I love your novel so much. Thank one you. Of the things I really love, one of the things I really dig about it is the care you take with your language. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of novelists kind of put together a bunch of utilitarian sentences moving people across the room yeah. and you're one of the rare ones that take the time to dote on each line to make them hum and be beautiful and walk walk us through that process how do you how do you write so gorgeously on the line level <laughs> um that's very flattering i uh the line level i i think um i think part of it is just uh is, is not necessarily having a, an idea of where the story is going. <laughs> I think if um, I think if I was if I plotted things out a little bit more, then I would linger a little less and be more tempted to move things along. And uh, I don't. I think I, I just pace myself slowly. I I, I don't. I I, uh, I kind of think like my spirit animal is probably a tortoise. I just, uh, <laughs> it takes a while sometimes even in speaking to get to the core of what I'm saying or, or maybe, you know, just I process things slow and, and then carefully express myself rather than talking over to hide any, um, lack of knowledge or to, to just fill up the space with bullshit. Um, I, I think it's, uh. I think maybe just something inherited from my mom. I don't know, just precision with your ideas. Just like make them count when you say them. And then, and then just really admiring writers uh, who, who write uh, beautifully as well. I mean, I read, for, I read for style more than I read for plot, I think. More than, um, of course, everybody wants a great story that's going to get you hooked and you're going to want to know what happens next. But... But it's the style that that uh, that pulls me in, and so. I th who are who are those influences, Zach? Oh, there's so many. It's hard. It's hard to say who's the most. Who's the? I, I'm in short fiction. I could say I go back like Flannery O'Connor and Ray Carver. I pick up a lot. Um. But novelists, I, anywhere like James Baldwin. Not that I think my prose resembles uh, his at all. I think his are more uh, 
um, ornate, maybe flowing, lyrical, but um, somebody like Dennis Johnson, I, I really admire poets who become novelists and have that kind of acuity with language and that. Uh, um, who else? I don't know. There's, uh, it's I've never actually I've never heard it described that way. I think that's really fascinating with what you were saying earlier about how the lack of a plan mm-hmm. forces you to really take your time because you don't you're making so many both emotional and external discoveries simultaneously while you draft. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. right. I think that's right. It's just like a a an be open to whatever and and just yeah it takes some faith that you're not just gonna meander around the page and um or at least (laughs) you know at least a willingness to like go back and realize that a a couple a day's worth of work just didn't yield much uh or yielded things that might make you diminish your confidence but um well you know i feel like that's such a that's a lesson that every novelist or aspiring novelist has to buy into is that, you know, you're going to write, you're going to throw away more pages than you're going to keep. Yeah. And you know, the only way to keep our morale up as we're drafting is to be comfortable with that stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think I, I you said something in a class that, that I took with you once that uh, really stuck with me just about what um, the different drafts of a novel might look like. You just, uh, I don't know if you had a little graphic, but you know, skinny, fat, skinny, how you were going to get the the essence of the story down and then maybe bloat it up with backstory and all everything we could possibly want to know about the character's history and then, and then excise a lot of that, you know, cut that fat back um, to something lean and beautiful in the end. And I, I that, that really sunk in and that liberated me. It, it made, uh, it helped get that first draft out, um, helped me bloat it up later, and, and then discover again what was really essential. I've certainly found that to be the case in my own revision process. It almost becomes this information exchange. Right. You know, right. I'm, I'm taking out the pieces that aren't functioning that optimally. Uh, and I, I might try them again. I like to give all my ideas the chance to either succeed or fail on the page. Yeah, uh, but you, you know when something's not working, and rather than try to jam the square peg in the round hole, I mean, just cut the fucker and start from scratch. Like, there's no reason not to, right? Yeah, yeah. Except maybe when you're writing memoir, I, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. You're not supposed to lie in a memoir. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a post-truth world, so I don't know. Um, maybe there's new rules now. But, uh, yeah, I sort of wish I was putting my memoir together right now. I could just <laughs> make everything up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I could really cool. talk about that decade I spent as a as a cosmonaut in the 1960s <laughs> before I was born. It sounds tremendous. Oh. That could be really interesting. Earlier, Zach, you said something that I really I thought was cool about uh, that you go to you go to novels more for style rather than kind of page turners what happens next what happens next and obviously those don't have to be mutually exclusive commodities but i'm curious i know doctors aren't supposed to self-diagnose but if you were going to try to describe the style you're trying to evoke Mm. render in your novel 
what what was the style you were aiming for? Hmm. Oh, again, something I had the style I was aiming for. Well, I mean, I I certainly uh, at, at its most basic level, I I just wanted to write uh, something that I would enjoy reading. Um, something that was, uh, I mean, I wanted, it was a messy period that I was examining. Um, and I wanted uh, to give the character, um, plenty of space to be reflective in the moment. And, and I won't, but, and then in scene, I wanted humor to emerge as much as possible. Um, and, but, hmm. I don't know. That's 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 a hard thing to say. What style was I going for? Can you give me it, like, it, like it, answer it, your you know, own question? You no, know, it, it's sort it's sort of like saying somebody like, "Oh, tell me what you're like in bed." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. almost an impossible thing to yeah, to a little describe too your close. Own style. A little too close to it. You need somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, what I what you just said, I think, was was spot on, though. In that, I mean, you you do sort of capture the pathos, you know, that person's status quo, mm -hmm. um, and yet you're a funny writer. I mean, there I found myself giggling as I was as I was flipping pages, but the but the humor's never coming necessarily at your character's expense. I mean, I always right. felt that that you were treating your um, your material with respect and mm. you were giving that your characters kind of the dignity of complexity, which I know as a reader and certainly as a writer, is those are things that are very important to me that I, that I see a writer treating his or her material with, with dignity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, they're the characters, um, they gotta be people that you want to spend some time with. Right. And, uh, and you want to you want to make sure that what you find special and uh, and and worthy of of all your effort is is represented on the page for the reader. They were also in this case, I mean, like a number of them were based on people from my life, um, and it was it was kind of a delight to. And they're not people that are necessarily in my daily life at this point or ge geography separates us. And, and it was, uh, it's really fun to spend some time with them every day, think about them for a while and, and let, uh, you know, just kind of hear their voices, um, listen well, I guess. And you're drawing on some of your own, some of your own life experiences in terms of building this protagonist, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The the, so the sense, plot is all sense, fantasy, but yeah, you were, sorry. you were also spending time with a different version of yourself, like not just the right. supporting characters that you might have based on other people, but you were also sort of hopping in some sort of emotional time machine to revisit a different iteration of yourself that's talking to me right now this morning. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A different iteration that needed some, um, uh, I, I needed some care, maybe needed some attention. I feel like it's really easy to just like put memories or versions of ourselves or what we were like in a drawer and just not examine them. But I think that's uh, 
it's really necessary for our health and growth to to understand and to forgive if need be and and um yeah just like some of the, I, I remember i remember iterations of myself being uh, floundering you know and uh needing some help <laughs> <laughs> and i i want to i want to give that help i don't think it's too late to do that that makes sense were there I, it's interesting when I hear somebody writing so closely as a life experience too, because it becomes this idea of did, do you think it influenced the the trajectory um, in terms of where that character ends up in the novel because mm -hmm. he sort of knew where you ended up in the novel or when it benefited the narrative, did you give yourself license to dislocate from the facts? Oh yeah. No, it, it, in, I dislocated from the facts early and often. It's not, I, I wrote things that could have been true, you know? Right. And, you know, not, I, I don't know. I, do you find this in memoir writing? I mean, is, is it the actual truth of what happened that's the most important thing? Or, or is it the, some facts that you know and then the truth of what stayed with you? Well, you know, I think that's that whole Jerry Stahl thing where, you know, yeah. we're trying to be, we're trying to be emotionally true. Right. Um, but, but I just assume it's a conceit of the form that anytime we're putting a line of dialogue in somebody's mouth that's happened 10 years ago, it's an approximation. Right, right, um, right. Or if we're adding body language or, you know, some sort of mood, texturing, ambiance, like I, I know that memoirists are making that stuff up. Right. Um, but I think what was important when I was putting a memoir together, I wanted to kind of create a chord of myself, um, like C-H-O-R-D. So there was like, I wanted three notes. Mm -hmm. and there was a note of the guy who was actually sitting down writing the book. So it became sort of this meta memoir. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the second note was this guy who was going through this crazy heart surgery thing two years ago. Mm -hmm. And then there was the madman running around the mission district in the 90s, um, getting in fistfights and doing grams of cocaine. Right. Um, and I wanted those three notes to be struck simultaneously. Um, so, so, that, so that chord had the opportunity to ring out. Uh, but wow. I feel like in, in fiction, we can sort of do the same thing. There can still be that, that interrogation of the self. Um, it's not, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, the author necessarily, but the author is participating in that discussion that the protagonist might be having to mm -hmm. herself, um, as the book continues to evolve. I think that stuff is really interesting. Yeah. That sounds fat. I mean, your book sounds fascinating. I'm thinking about that now. How did, how did that, uh, how did you Don't achieve that? Don't think about that? my book. We're thinking about your book this morning. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a this is a reciprocal <laughs> thing here. Um, oh. can I? Hey, okay. Sorry, go ahead. One of the one other thing that I wanted to ask you about the book, because we were just talking about structure. Um, yeah. I really like the way that you you found a way to kind of organize this story. Um, so, I, I think it's interesting for people to hear about. We talked about, um, you know, drafts upon drafts upon drafts, but mm -hmm. writers rarely talk about structure. 
right. um, or architecture. So I'd be curious to see like how many different ways did you try to put this puzzle together before you stumbled upon the one that is bound and is available for people to buy? Right. Well, I certainly, I, there's no real chapters in the book. There's some white space and little symbols that separate things and give you a break if you need it. Um, but at some point, I, I was writing it in sections. I guess I wrote it in four parts. And that's kind of how that, that that's how uh, it was working for me. I was thinking about the action in each discrete part that I broke it up into. Um, and then I had to keep a timeline in mind. I mean, I had to know roughly uh, how how long this was going to span. Um, but once I decided that it wasn't going to However, whatever was going to happen, it wasn't going to take more than a month or so, um, just because I felt that that I wanted it to all happen within the context of the, those four people living in that small space, um, right. not, not, not stray too far from that. Um, so that, that dictated the, the, the small amount of temporal time that was actually going to pass. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I guess just thinking of it in or acts. I don't know. It was kind of arbitrary, I guess, but I, I felt like um, there's like the pre-June moving into the apartment is part one. Uh, there's, an, there's a sequence where there, a lot more actual conflict happens, not just internal, but external, and that was a separate part. Um, and then kind of a resolution. I can't exactly recall what the second part was, but... Uh, I guess it was just, <laughs> it must have just been them living together, the mess, and then the main problem, and then a resolution. Right. So that was, that was really it. Well, I, I hope I, you're, I hope you're tremendously proud of the artifact that you put together because it's, it's a really kick-ass ride, man. And I, and I hope you find as many readers as you possibly can because it's a, it's a solidly constructed book. And remember too that. You'll never forget your first. You yeah. know, like I, I look back on my first novel with so much fondness. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope you're taking the time to enjoy the, the peculiarities of, of the publishing process because I know that part can be such a mind fuck. It's a um, lot to figure out. Just, yeah. Just be proud of the be proud of the work, man, because it's 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 a really good book. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right, Zach. It was nice. It was nice talking shop this morning. Josh, yeah, I had like I had a dozen questions or so to get, <laughs> but thank you, thank you for uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time and thanks for your interest and your support and uh, I just it means so much, man. So no worries, dude. Keep uh, keep fighting the good fight, okay? All right, man. We, I can't wait to read your book too. It sounds spectacular. All right, bye bye.